Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up, our podcast starts now. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast. We've got a fantastic guest today with Lorraine Jordan, personal friend, as well as officially the number one real estate team in Canada for all Keller Williams agents. So incredibly blessed to have Lorraine on the show with us today. Lorraine, welcome. Can you uh, share a bit, tell everyone who you are and uh, that incredible accomplishment at this time in 2020 to be the number one team in Canada? Awesome. Thanks, Andre. I'm super happy to be here and help out any way I can share some of the fun struggles and uh, some of the wins that we've had over the years. Um, I'm based in basically Simcoe County, so north of Toronto, Barrie, uh, Aurelia, Wasega Beach, Collingwood, Midland, Penetang, Tiny Township, all that kind of fun stuff up uh, where all your clients are moving to right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, on Georgian Bay, Cottage Country. Got it. Uh, that's got where it. Yeah. So, so you've got, I mean, global pandemic, you've got a surge of people that are looking for land and cottages and more activities. Did, did that help at all this year? What's your year been like? <laughs> did it help? Yeah. Compared to where I thought we were going to head in uh, April, um, you know, the same concerns as everyone else, talking to a lot of my friends in the States that were, and in Montreal and Quebec, that were all in lockdown and considered non-essential. I mean, honestly, um, my word for the year is blessed. Like, I just feel, I have so much gratitude over, you know, um, the turn of events and how things turned out. Um, I mean, supply and demand is is a a pretty big issue we have right now. Uh, I can probably count on two hands how many properties are for sale in our area today. Uh, so th that's been a challenge. Uh, you know, I, I wish I would have had the listing inventory that we would normally have for what's happening. But so, what so you're is. feeling what, what we're all feeling inventory's low, tons of buyers looking to buy still, and in the weirdest, most craziest time we've ever been a part of, any of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I've been in real estate, yeah, since I was 18. So I've seen a lot of different market changes over the years. Um, wow. And this is, this is nothing like we forecasted um, and nothing that we predicted. I mean, there's different tools and, you know, ideas and strategies that I have for sure from past experience that we've implemented. But uh, yeah, it's, it sure wasn't what, to, it sure isn't still what we, you know, what we've had before. That's, that's awesome. And, and so, you, you know, you use that word blessed and, and I love that you kind of started off there. I know you're someone who comes from a lot of gratitude and, and is appreciative of everything in her world. You know, you've built this incredible world that I've had the privilege of, of watching and, and seeing it done over the last seven or eight years. What made you want to build a team? What made you go in that direction? <laughs> That's funny. So uh, as far as building a team, so I had four children. I had just had my fourth child. And so this would go back uh, 2002, I believe. And I mean, nobody even knew what a team was. Like there was no talk about teams back then. Uh, I, just, I just knew I needed leverage. I was kind of losing my mind, um, you know, selling close to at the time, uh, you know, 75, 80 properties by myself. And I needed help. So what I did was I, um, I made the first mistake 
and I, I say mistake, but it was a learning experience and the idea was great is, but I hired somebody, it was a client of mine that was laid off. She wasn't working. Um, great lady. And I thought, oh, I have no risk by hiring her. It's not like I took somebody from another job. So right. I didn't believe, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I feel like you said, the blessed or grateful. I, I wasn't sure if that mark, if it was going to continue, like what could, you know, I've been through hard times. I've been through markets that had shifted and, you know, there was nobody, you know, the deals were a little harder to ha be had. So I was worried about having to pay for this person. So the first hire I had, she would come to the office in the morning and we would work um, together till about noon, 1230, something like that. And then she'd go to my house. And when she was at my house, she would throw in like two, three loads of laundry. She'd do meal prep. She'd tidy up the house. So, you know, when you left in the morning and everything was chaos, getting everybody out the door, um, she would make that all look pretty again. And uh, she'd come back to the office around three o'clock, 3.30. We would catch up, do a quick, you know, kind of this is where I'm at. This is what happened with these appointments. I'd give her files and then she'd finish the files till five. So I'd go home, I'd pick up my kids from school and I'd go home and the house was clean. And if we had swimming or hockey or skating or dance or whatever was going on that night, um, we had created a one month meal plan. So the food was was available. If it was like, if I was picking them up and we were going to hockey right away and not getting home till 6.30, then it was in a crock pot and it was ready to go. And there was a salad in the fridge and it, it, was, it was incredible. And I think that it's, um, it was a great way to match my lives together. Right? right. So, you know, the house, when I got home was great, you know, in the morning, the office was great. So if I got in early, everything tied up and, you know, a nice bow by the time she finished at five o'clock and it just worked really well that way. And we didn't do a lot of work in the evenings as far as I didn't call her at night. She'd have my listing files ready. I would right. often go back out at night around eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock. I'd say to my clients, hey, um, you know, you have kids, we got to do this offer tonight or the listing appointment, what time do your kids go to bed? And they'd say, oh, we put them to bed around eight. I said, okay, so by 830, they're sleeping, you know, I'll come over then I won't ring the doorbell. And we kind of laughed. And I would do the listing appointment then. And they go, well, why would you do that? Like, isn't it too late? And I'm like, no, like, you know, I know with kids around, it's hard to concentrate and focus. So I'm happy to do that for you. Well, win-win. Wow. Right. I, it worked for my life because I got to spend from three thirty till eight o'clock till my kids went to bed with them. And then I'd go back out to work. Wow. I mean, you know, that that's incredible, Lorraine. And, and hearing, you know, I, I know I've heard the story at a very like high level, at least a couple of times. But then kind of hearing that deep dive on on your commitment to your clients, your commitment to your business and then your commitment to your family. How are you juggling all that? I mean, I, I hear the leverage piece and obviously that's a big piece of it, but you know, a lot of people come into this industry and you hear the excuses. Well, I have kids. I can't be out at night. I can't be doing this. And we, we hear it on and on and on. And then they, you know, they continue to make those excuses for why they can't be successful in real estate. And, you know, here you are with no technology at the time. And, and I'm pretty sure you would have still been faxing and having to, you know, probably pop over to mini marts and use the fax machine. Um, you're out after your kids go to bed or hockey or this or that, and you're signing listings. What does it take to get that sort of mindset in order to always push that hard? Well, I believe that uh, a couple things. So one of the things is, is appreciating, you know, instead of going, oh, I got to go back out. It's cold. I got to clean snow off a car, like all those kind of things. You know, some days those were hard, you know, there were hard choices. And I think that 
people are always looking for the easy way out, which I believe that there's ways to make things more efficient and easier. But you know what, hustling or the grind, the grind is hard, right? If you want success, there's no way of sugarcoating it. I mean, there's ways that you can make things a win, but seriously, get to work, right? You want right. To, people want what I have, but they're not willing to do what it takes. I right. mean, I've you know, I've come across that so many times. So I would look at it and I would go, okay, well, most people work till five or six o'clock at night. And if their kids are going to bed at eight or nine, they're spending three, four hours with them. So if I can go from 3.30, right, till this time, then I had more time with them than other people had. So, right. you know, sometimes you just got to step back and you got to, you, you have to appreciate where your wins are. Right. Okay. And, and the opportunity of real estate, because, yeah, I, I picked up my kids from school all the time. Now, unfortunately, sometimes I was late and I, you know, I kind of regret those kind of moments where I got that look and my child might have been the, or my children were the only ones left when I got there. You know, there was moments that those were sacrifices I had to make. Right. Um, you know, but when you look at the big picture and what that able was, what that was able to provide for them, you know, the one year I had three boys playing hockey Ooh. and I missed two games two. <laughs> like, I don't even know how I did it. And I, I, and I would tell my clients, like, I would never say, Oh, I got hockey this afternoon. I would say, you know what? I can't show it to you at one. I'm already booked, but I can show it to you at three or four, which is better for you. Right. Right. And I remember running, being at the arena and running into one of my clients that I said, I couldn't show them the property at one. And they looked at me and they're like, Hey, I thought you had an appointment at one. And I just smiled. And I said, I do have an appointment at one. I have an appointment to be here. If I didn't schedule my kids into my schedule, I'd never see them. You know how hard I work. Yeah. Right? And it's that. just a conversation and it's just being real. Well, and that's, that's a great pivot, right? I mean, it, it is an appointment at one. It's, it's an appointment with your kids. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we sometimes forget that as real estate agents. And I said this to, to, to our team the other day. I said, guys, we make nominally, hourly, more than a doctor, pharmacist, and everybody else does. Now, could you imagine the, the, the heart surgeon just winging it? You know, you call up and, and, hey, I need an appointment. And they go, yeah, come on in. Let's, let's check you out. No, we work on their schedule. And, and we got to kind of treat our business the same way. I love that you said, you know, people always say to you, you know, if they were you, they'd, they'd have this stuff. And it's sort of the, the be do have almost backwards, right? Well, if I had what Lorraine had, then I could do what she did. And I'd be like her. And, and they're not really willing to, to make those sacrifices or to do the things that you're doing. And, and I'm still, I, I gotta go back because you kind of blew my mind. I didn't even realize you were doing this. 2002, 80 deals by myself. <laughs> I, I, yeah. How are you doing even that? I mean, I, I mean, I know what 50 deals by yourself feels like and I know that I worked pretty well nonstop. How are you doing 80 deals? What, what kind of hustle does that take? Well, and I, I believe that people, you know, when it comes to the hustle, it, it wasn't about necessarily making the money. It wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm very much a visionary. I see a lot of different opportunities. I'm always learning and growing and, and making changes. And honestly, it was coming from a servant heart. Like if, if it was Friday night and a new listing came up and, you know, I knew it was a match for my client. I feel that it's my obligation to make sure that they find out about it and they have first dibs at it. I remember a January uh, doing 11 deals by myself without any leverage in a January. And people are like, well, how are you even selling? Why would people buy homes in January? Well, 
I was dealing with first time home buyers then. I mean, you can see icicles, you can see heat loss, you can see so much more than just lawn, right? right. So it was, right. it was getting innovating and innovative and trying different things, but then attracting all these buyers. And then I just felt a responsibility to make sure that they got what they were looking for. That's what they were paying me for. And like you said, we, we have an opportunity in real estate. Uh, it, it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is that we have an opportunity to be a great professional and make a really good living. You know, real estate's an opportunity to work two full-time jobs at 80 hours a week and get paid extremely well for both of them. Very, but it's a true. hustle. It's a grind. Awesome. I love that. Um, when I hired the assistant, I mean, I moved up to a hundred deals pretty quickly and I had, I believe at the time we were three people, couple agents, and our average was like 179 transactions for seven years. To me, that was frustrating because it was like hitting a ceiling. I just yeah. couldn't push through it um, until I made some changes. And then, you know, it kept growing from there. Well, and, and you know, for, for a lot of, we get a lot of newbies and people coming into the industry that listen to our show. And for, for some of those people listening, 100 transactions, that, that represents what some entire companies, some of the smaller independents do. And you're doing it by yourself. Right? This is pre-team and everything else, which is, is, is it's insane. Well, and honestly, I mean, I, I was not going to sell as much this year. So last September, uh, I met up with Donna Beach. We started working on a book together. So we're hoping to get that out early this next year. Um, you know, kind of everything I wish somebody would have told me when I got into real estate is the mindset of it. And we, um, you know, I, so I didn't have that, you know, September, like what you do today pays you in three months. So I didn't have those closings happening in January, February, March. You know, if it was a really good past client of mine for, you know, three decades, I'm going to take care of them. Um, but I was passing the deals out to my agents and doing more coaching. And when the, you know, COVID hit back in the spring, I mean, you know, I'm looking at it going, I think I'm going to have to get back out into sales. You know, I had a couple people leave the team going, oh, there's not as many leads now. I'm thinking, well, like everyone, it's April. Like, what do you yeah. want? I'm doing what I can, but, you know, maybe you need to hustle. So I started selling again on May 1st. And the deal was I was supposed to do 50 deals. That was going to be my commitment to the team. And I had that done by September. And the first wow. month, I did not take a single lead from the team. It was all phone calls to past clients, checking in, doing the care calls that we were telling everyone else to do. And it was like leading by example, yeah. right? Um, you know, I won't ask my team to do anything I'm not willing to do. Uh, if, if you want me to go out door knocking with you, I'll go out door knocking with you. You want a cold call? I'll sit beside you and cold call with you. I won't ask you to do anything I'm not willing to do. So there it is. I mean, I will, I, well, written since May, uh, I'm, I have to be pretty close to a hundred deals this year on my own. Wow. So, so everyone's probably wondering, I mean, what does it take? What's the unit number? that it took to become the number one team in Canada. What, what did you guys do this year? We'll be really close to closing on 400 transactions. 400 close them. That's incredible. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and, you know, as far as new agents go, I mean, there's a lot of limiting beliefs. I think that the financial thermostat, like where you feel comfortable earning. I mean, I've had brand new agents. I had a brand new agent. Um, she was a year and a half in. So she worked as my assistant for the first, I think, nine months, 10 months. And then she became an agent. Her first full year as an agent, she did 84 transactions wow. as a listing person. Yeah. Uh, I've had as agents a, as a brand new agent. Did, did I hear yeah. that right? She, brand new, never brand sold a house new. before. Right. 
uh, I have agents on my team. Um, I had one agent that used to take uh, 12 weeks off, do 65 transactions a year. I have my top agent right now will be pushing 90 transactions this year. And he's been in the business three years. Um, second to that would be around 70, 75 deals. And he's been in the business two years. Like I can coach people to hit incredible numbers. I mean, just applying the strategies. And I believe if they're working near me and they see me and they're, they're an abundant mindset and they got in real estate to crush it, then I can show you how to crush it. So, so what's the secret? Like, what, what do you, what do you, you know, I'm a 30 unit agent right now. I want to go to 60. What are you telling me to go do? Lead gen. Uh, I would tell you to definitely to be lead genning, but it's, there's a mindset. You know, I remember hiring um, the top agent I have on my team right now and another guy the same week, right? And I was like, wow, two of them at the same time, like, what's this going to be like training? And, you know, there's no, sometimes when you hire somebody new and you wonder what went wrong, if you didn't crush it, because you're thinking, well, maybe, you know, the training was off the time of the year, they got in in November, like, you know, what's the difference? And these two were starting at the same time. And I thought, oh, this is, this is awesome, Right. And the funny thing was six months later, the one guy sold one house and was out of the, the industry and the other guy was like just on fire. And so I did a probably spend about eight, nine months just asking questions, you know, Gary's mastermind, all kinds of things to understand what the difference was. And in the end, it was mindset. You know, the first guy got into real estate because he wanted to try it. And here's a guy that sold two businesses that he built up for over a million bucks and he got rid of real estate to try it. But he didn't need the money. And you know what I mean? He was looking for that lifestyle, the, the HGTV lifestyle, right? He was going to be that agent that drove a nice car, rode, you know, wore nice suits and was going to sell, you know, 20 homes a year and, and make good money at it. But he wasn't the game. He didn't have the mindset. The other guy got in to real estate to crush it. Right. He was in a different industry and he wanted to do well. And, and, he had that abundant mindset and didn't stop, didn't put, take his foot off the pedal. He was always on, always available. You know, I've had people get out of the industry. They're like, oh, I hate it. Everywhere I go, people want to talk about real estate. You know, I go to a friend's house for dinner and they want to talk about real estate. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Like, it's like, you don't even need to advertise. You just need to show up and tell people you're a real estate agent. And they're going to ask you what, you know, hey, how's the market? What's my house worth? You know, yeah. it, we're selling the best thing in the world. Everybody, everybody lives in one. Yeah, everybody wants one, right? And you always hear, you know, things that are guaranteed and it's, you know, birth, death, death and taxes. And I would say there's the fourth, right? We got to live somewhere in that time between yeah. birth and death. We got to live. And, and so real estate gives you that avenue. You, you said lead gen and, and for, for everyone listening, I mean, we've heard everything, you know, door knocking, cold calling, sphere of influence, database, online leads. We've heard it all. What, do you, what are you guys doing? Are you guys strictly on the phones or what does the makeup look like? No. Should we be? Absolutely. Is that uh, realistic? I mean, I've met a lot of people over the years that don't lead Jen on a regular basis. I think it's I think it's one of the biggest mistakes. I think everybody, you know, I'll get people that say, oh, I'm great at real estate. Just give me give me the client you're missing what real estate is. I mean, the foundation is lead gen and the purpose of lead genning is to build your sphere of influence, which is people that you have something in common with that you are excited to call every day. This is your book of business. This is the whole goal of real estate that everybody forgets, you know? Mm. 
it, it's massive. It's so crucial, yet people don't do it. Um, I believe that, you know, real estate, when I first got in, it was, you know, talk to five people a day, you'll make 50 grand, talk to 10, you'll make 100 grand. That was kind of the conversation. That was as, as good as the calculation got. So right. at this time of year, when you're doing your goal planning and you're, you know, making this whole vision of this is how many homes I want to sell, you know, when I first joined Keller Williams or read the MREA book, I'm like, holy cow, there's actually a formula to this? Like, this is insane. <laughs> this isn't just, you know, I talked to you, like the best I had found was talk to five people or 10 people a day about real estate. This told you if you talk to this many people and you say the right things, it'll convert to this many appointments. And if you say the right things, it'll convert to this many, right? So learn your objections and do the math. It, it, it's not rocket science. It, it's simple, right? <laughs> And I believe the people that um, that crush it, like myself or my top agents, I believe that what their skill was, I mean, you know, they got some leads and stuff and they learned the right strategies to convert. I think I'm a, I think, I know I'm a great strategist when it comes to real estate and I'm always improving and, and learning from, you know, I always say learn forward. But one of the biggest things is being on all the time. Like I right. can't not try to recruit or try to, um, you know, uh, sell somebody a house. It's just like, you're always on, you're always thinking about it. I don't know. It's well, it and, and I love that you brought that up because I, I remember, I think it was three years ago we were together. Um, was, was that New Orleans? Was that three years ago? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, so three years ago, we're out to dinner and we had kind of met a few times, but really hadn't gotten deep in any conversations. We're, we're sitting down to dinner and everyone's having fun. And you sit down and go, Andre, when are you going to go do more deals? <laughs> and, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we're having dinner. It's time for some drinks. Let's turn off. And, and you didn't. I mean, we spent an hour and a half talking about how do we get to a thousand units? What are the things that need to happen? How do we think bigger, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that little dinner that was supposed to be fun and exciting for the other 30 to 40 people that were there, you, me, and I think one other person spent that entire time talking about building a bigger business. And, and so I hear the strategist, I hear the visionary. If you get a chance, guys, reach out to Lorraine because she's gonna absolutely blow your mind. Where are you taking real estate next to? Like, wh where's the visionary going in 2021? So for me, the big thing will be um, the industry. I, I believe that the industry needs um, needs to be protected. It needs to be, uh, we need to get people to step up. There was a post recently online and it was, um, it was somebody talking about bringing their child to work, right? They needed to bring their child, not they needed to, they, they were asking how, how people, you know, balance bringing their kids to work and that sort of thing. And there were like 250 or 60 responses. It was hundreds of them. And, you know, they were like, oh, I bring my kids to work all the time. And I, you know, I introduce them as my assistant or I do this or I do that. And as I was reading it, you know, and there were people like, oh, I have multiple jobs. I'm a this, I'm a that. And I was cringing because first of all, like I've recruited people that worked in factories. I recruited someone that worked as a hairdresser. I recruited somebody that worked at Walmart. Like I've recruited people from different jobs that then help them make massive amounts of money right wow. um equivalent to a surgeon or a doctor or, you know i remember somebody coming to me and going i can't believe i made a hundred grand like i i never thought i'd be that person i'm not even like i'm in my 20s this is amazing right i've had other people make like 
two, three, four hundred thousand dollars on the team. And, and that's without the expenses that a team incurs, right? Like that's net right. huge money. And, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at these posts and I'm, I'm boiling inside. Right? right. And I mean, I have four kids and, you know, like, I think I brought my kids to an appointment twice ever. And, you know, it was because I had no choice. And, you know, I talked to my client and I said, look, if I bring them, I go meet you at five, um, I'm between hockey and I'm going to have a kid in the car. So I'm going to have like 20 minutes in the house. That's it. Right. But that's how I can squeeze you in or I can do seven o'clock. And it was somebody that I knew well and they had kids and you know what I mean? We worked it out. But if I was in for surgery and the surgeon walked into the operating room with their nine-year-old or seven-year-old and said, hey, this is my junior surgeon, I would be freaking out. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I 1000% do not want to compare real estate agents to surgeons or doctors or like I have nothing but respect. You know, if I had to do life over again, I often talk about that would be my other passion because of the way you get to help and serve others and the impact that you make. Like I have so much respect for doctors. Um, and I look at it and I think, but the income is there and we're dealing with people's largest asset. Like we're not, we're not tour guides, right? I mean, we could be replaced by a keypad and some cameras in a house and people are like, oh, that'll never happen. And I think, well, holy cow, who would have ever thought that people would let other people into their home when they're not there with a keypad and let them sleep in their bed. But yeah. Airbnb is massive. Yeah. Well, it, it's happening, right? And I love that you, you mentioned the industry being protected because if, if these companies, Redfin and Zillow and all these companies get their way, they're going to do the same to us. We're, we're going to be facilitators and, and basically, you know, Ubers of real estate. And, and they're going to take our, our industry, our clients, our money and everything else away. And, and it's, it's frustrating because a lot of realtors, like you mentioned earlier, they come in for the lifestyle. They don't come in for the professionalism. I, I don't know anyone that when we were back in high school and you say, hey, you want to be a doctor, why? And they say, so I can drive a nice car. Like, that's just not the way they, they thought about it. But yet still, our, our profession tends to bring people that think that way. Well, and I know that I make a difference. Like, I've taught people, like, I had a client, and I sold her, I remember when she went through her separation, and I sold her home, and then I sold her a business, she was a, a massage therapist. So I sold her a property that she could run her massage therapist on the main floor and live upstairs with her her two daughters right and the main floor had other offices that she could rent out right so now she had she could live here for free by bringing in two other massage therapists and she did that and she saved some money in the equity in the property because I mean let's face it 90% of the businesses out there their money is in the real estate yeah I mean we talk about it with McDonald's and all the big franchises but even on the smaller level the mom and pop businesses when they go to sell or they go to retire it's in the real estate always yeah. So this woman was having some health issues and she was getting at that point where she wanted to slow down a little bit. I sold that property. We took the money. We bought another duplex. So she, and, and it was a little more space because she was tired of being in the apartment upstairs. So this was a house with a yard with another house attached to it. And the lower level still gave her the opportunity to take in massage clients in her basement, which still gave her a three bedroom. Like it's not the same as what the other place was. No one right. was going to knock on her door. She's like, do you understand the situation you've put me in? Like, I don't have to, I make $700 a month profit without even getting out of bed in the morning. 
because of this situation. So if I go to work or whatever, it's totally up to me. Whereas the other place, you know, it was a little more of a business and she, cause she had admin and she had staff, but she's like, this is a whole other world. Like I'm above, I'm not paying to live anywhere. My heat, hydro, taxes, you know, my house, like everything is paid for. And I still make $700 a month income without touching anybody. Wow. Like that's the opportunity that we have. That That's the difference between like I have my real estate license and I'm a great real estate agent. Right. right. You know, I'm a yeah, big investor, yeah. huge investor. Um, I believe in real estate investing um, massively. I believe in joint venture and partnering with other people that can give you the leverage and the buying power. And, you know, they know the contractors and they can make that happen. Like I'm huge in all of that. I sell hundreds of homes. I've sold thousands to investors over the years. Were, were you investing before real estate or did that happen once you kind of got in and saw the opportunity? So I was 18 years old. Uh, I was in real estate for six weeks when I bought my first vacant lot. Right. And I, I, it was just a screaming deal. And so it was $18,000. Um, I didn't have all of the $18,000. So I went to a fellow uh, agent in the office and I said, look at this lot is underpriced. The agent that listed it, I don't think knows what they're doing. So there's another professional level, right? And I said, I know I could sell it for more money. So she went halves with me. She put up all the money. So I did a joint venture without even knowing it. Um, the day, the day, the deal closed and the next day we sold it. We had already, I had it pre-sold the next day it sold for $36,000. And cause we doubled our money and we both walked away with half of the profit each. Um, that was the first one I did a rent to own the first year I was in real estate. I had someone that's house wasn't selling. Uh, I had a client that wanted to buy and I set up a rent to own without even understanding what the heck a rent to own was. Right. It just made sense to me. You're, you have a house sitting here empty. You need a house to live in. You don't have the down payment. Let's structure it and make right. calls to CMHC and, and made it happen. So yeah, I bought my first investment property when I was 18. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. So, so you're investing, you're protecting the industry. I want to go back to that before we end today. What, what else are you doing and, and how can we help? And, and what do you think our industry needs to see in order to, to stop us from getting Netflix? Well, I think it's, um, you know, we used to say it was the 90-10 rule. It's not the 90-10 rule anymore. It's the 80, 19 and 1%. So I believe that, you know, um, the top 20% wants to be, you know, wants to show up, uh, be the best that they can be. And they don't believe that people owe them. They're out there earning the business. You know, right. so many people are like, oh, I can't believe my cousin listed with someone else or my friend did this. I'm thinking, good God, you've been in the real estate industry for six months and you think, you know, you have this entitled opinion that everybody owes you. I mean, I've been in the real estate industry for decades and I'm I'm still earning my clients business every day you know I feel right. it's a privilege to have them call me up and you know the opportunity to help them sell their house and I'm excited about because I know that I do it great and I'm going to get them the most money and you know I'm going to manage the the issues around it so that you know there's less stress and you know whatever their time frame is so it's it's the solutions it's the strategies so I really believe that that top 20 percent need to come together more like, you, you know, especially right now with what's happening in the industry and COVID and the world in a whole, you know, there's so many people living in different stages, right? 
And it's right. not that I want to, you know, go get all the yahoos that don't care, or don't believe, or, you know, that I, the people that are fearful. I mean, there's reasons why some of them are fearful. There's some serious stuff going on at home that they need to be fearful of it, right? Health exactly. conditions. And then there's the people in the middle that are just, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in the middle. I'm just doing my best to protect everyone that I can, but still to protect people's financial well-being, like our local businesses and, and that sort of thing. So there's people out there that, like, we need to bring that top 20% together and work more together so you're surrounded with like-minded people that are positive upbeat you know they're strategists they're coming up with ideas they're sharing uh we're learning together and it's like holy cow i just use this to make this happen you know what do you think like i've done uh 42 transactions this year just in investing right i think there's a lot of opportunity right now to buy investment properties i love it you know but you got to buy, you, you make money on the buy, not on the sell. So yeah, oh. I want to bring more people together. I want to share more. I will do a lot more in 2021 to share and, and help people. Um, that book with Donna Beach, I mean, you know, Donna Beach, um, as far as I'm concerned, she's one of the most incredible real estate agents um, and so caring and compassionate in the industry. Um, yeah. So we're writing that book together and we'll get that out and yeah, just go around and and teach and, and and recruit the 20. When I say recruit, I mean, bring them just together in mindset and conversations, listening to positive podcasts and let them know they're not the one that's that's alone out there, right? The 80% right. and that mindset of the fat and fancy car and the nice clothes, sure, um, whatever, if that's what floats your boat. But I think you should buy an investment property instead of a fancy car and provide freedom for your future. That's awesome. Awesome. So, so you're going to bring all of us, you know, top agents together, masterminding. What's the title of the book? Do you have that yet? Do, do we know what we're looking out for? Truly winning in real estate. I'm writing that one down. Truly winning in real estate. That's awesome. Yeah. When, when's it, the expected it, release date? It'll be early, early uh, 2021. Okay. So, so if, if someone's listening right now and they want to, they're, they're hearing this, they love it. They're part of the top 20%. Is that, is that a standard in order to be a part of, of your world is, is being part of the top 20 or is it a mindset for them? It's definitely mindset. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's great that you're selling a pile of homes and you're it's mindset. You, you need to have the right mindset. You need to be coachable. Um, I have the most success with brand new agents and I believe it's because they don't have the bad habits yet and they're open and they're eager. And I've been able, like I said, to coach them to great heights, but you, you need to, you need to want it. You know, yeah. like this isn't, like I said, I, I don't expect anything from anyone that I don't do. And I work hard. I yeah. definitely work hard. Right. Um, this year, I mean, I had a whole bunch of families to support everybody on my team, as far as I'm concerned, you know, as part of my responsibility. So I went back into sales to sell properties and make sure that their families were fed and taken care of. And they had roofs over their head. And no matter what happened, I knew that I could provide that for them. They trusted me with it. So, uh, yeah, as far as reaching out, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always game to help somebody that's, you know, looking, but they need to be in that mindset of, you know, positivity and, you know, not looking for me to solve all their problems, but to, you know, grow and, and, and have those conversations. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what are you going to do next year with the team? How many ends are you guys going to do? We've talked about that. I mean, I have, um, I have a couple ideas as far as growth wise and whatever. Uh, I'm big on the people that I have on my team. There's people that want to do 25 deals and they're happy doing 25 deals and their family time and they have a balance and they have a schedule and I'll coach to that. 
I don't have any issue with that. Right. Um, so for people like that, I take their number. I don't say everybody on my team needs to sell a hundred properties because I can No, it's like, right. what do you want to do? And what do you want to do well? And how can we create that balance and, you know, make your life happy? I mean, I used to take a month off at Christmas and I used to take a month off in the summer. I mean, we spent seven or eight years at Disney world for Christmas. So there is balance. I'm not, you know, uh, I, I don't work a thousand hours a week um, all the time. I, I believe in that balance and figuring out what you need. I mean, my best year ever in real estate was the year that I took one week off a month. Wow. Right. And, and that gave me the balance that I was looking for. You know, when you're going away, you always get busy and you come back and you hit the ground going, right? So it was just more intentional, more effective use of my time. So, yeah, I mean, team-wise, you know, it'll be the accumulation of the numbers on the team. We have 12 agents right now. So it'll be where their goals are at and what we're looking for. And then we grow when we add people. Uh, I always tell them that I place the budget on what their numbers are. So if they don't deliver, you know, they get to have the conversation with the person that gets laid off. <laughs> yeah yeah no i had it i love that so so how are we how do we get a hold of you so if someone's listening right now and they think you know i want to help sort of save the industry or be a part of protecting the industry how do they get a hold of you lorraine um i'll give you my personal emails lj at teamjordan.ca and even my cell phone 705-528-4207 text me is probably your best bet to set up a time because i don't if i'm with clients or whatever i don't answer my phone so or if you're on a podcast that's awesome well and thank you so much for being here with us today it's oh, been thanks for inviting me. a lot of learning a lot a lot of learning and i've got like three pages of notes here so thank you so much um guys if you're trying to connect with lorraine rewind it go back get the get the number there it starts with 705 and then lj at teamjordan.ca or dot com dot ca dot ca and Again, this has been the Real Estate Hustle Podcast with the number one agent in all of Canada, Lorraine Jordan, and we're going to continue to crush it. And Lorraine, I love that you said mindset. We've heard that so many times on the show. Guys, get your mind right. Realize that this industry has the most potential for you and start investing. I think we've, we've wow. pushed on that. Start investing now and start changing your clients' lives. I loved, loved hearing that story. So thank you so much. You're welcome.